Hey there, folks. Matt Hunsaker here for the State Tax Show. Today, we take a look at an Arkansas legal ruling regarding taxation of software. I hope that each of you are having a fabulous summer and hopefully are getting a chance to take some time away from work. I just got my very first back to school email for the kids, so I guess our weeks are numbered. I've had a few questions lately about why I sometimes don't cover certain cases, and I thought I'd explain. You see, my firm is fairly large. In fact, we have, I think, right around a 1,000 attorneys. And so as you can imagine, we have a pretty sizable list of clients. And my goal as a tax lawyer is generally to keep my clients' tax issues out of the news. So I typically will pass on talking about their cases, even if they have a big win. But this is not a strict rule. I mean, sometimes if the case brings out a really important legal issue, I'll go ahead and ask the client if they mind me covering the case, and they usually don't. So hopefully that you put your minds at ease on why I don't cover certain cases. So what have I been up to? Well, I've been neck deep in software issues lately. You know, custom versus canned issues, service versus software issues, place of use issues, uh, embedded software, bundling, really you name it. And I really love it. The best part of this type of practice for me is learning how the technology works and all the new products that are out there in development. When I free up a little more, I plan on actually delivering for once on the promised series going over the taxation of software. And as a teaser and a show of good faith, I wanted to talk about an Arkansas legal opinion that addressed software. For those of you keeping score, it's opinion number 20200903. This ruling involved a SD-WAN service and that is short for Software Defined Wide Area Networking. And this service is really important for companies that need to make sure that they have bandwidth available for the most important uses, and that there's some redundancy built in for really critical operations where you just can't lose internet connectivity. So how does an SD-WAN service work? Well, the service provider will rent a special router to the client with fixed blocks of IP addresses. We won't get into why that is important, but just trust me that it is. The service provider actually doesn't provide any internet connectivity. The client has to go out and connect the router to its own internet service providers, whoever they may be. Once they're connected up, that router will then communicate with the service provider's remote network servers. And 
those servers will run software that monitors the client's internet usage and connection. So it will basically in real time be constantly testing things like latency or jitter or packet loss. And if you don't know what those things mean, just go ask any kid that is really into video games. But the service is more than just monitoring. With that information, the company's software will cause the router that's at the client side to prioritize bandwidth based on what are the most important applications and uses. So if you have a really important application, limited bandwidth, well, it gets moved right up to number one. And you might have applications that are less important that uh, take the hit and don't have connectivity uh, until bandwidth opens up. In some cases, the client may have multiple internet service providers. And in those situations, the software will cause the router to balance the, the bandwidth loads across those service providers. Or if one of the internet service providers goes down, it can seamlessly just move all of the traffic and tunnels over to the other internet service provider, and so you don't lose connectivity. The software also, but this is kind of secondary, provides detailed reports on internet usage that the client can then go take a look at as it figures out its IT needs. So SD-WAN is a pretty cool little product that really helps keep companies online and moving forward. But what about taxes? The question for Arkansas was whether the client is making taxable purchases of software. That would be the software that the service provider hosts on its own servers, not on the customer's side. Or if it is simply providing a non-taxable service. Well, the state concluded that, well, actually, let me just read it to you. Uh, it's just one short paragraph. The state said, it appears that the company's customers do not receive the software in any tangible form and merely operate the software online. The Arkansas code does not specifically enumerate the service of allowing access to and use of software over the internet as a taxable service subject to Arkansas sales and use tax. Consequently, Arkansas sales tax does not apply to the company's SD-WAN software application service. So there you have it. You can now put Arkansas in the bucket of states that don't tax SaaS, that's software as a service, unless the customer actually receives software in a tangible form. Well, that's it for this show. I hope that teaser was good enough for now. I'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode of the State Tax Show. Until then, have yourselves a fabulous week. The State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.